0: Hi, I'm Dr. Ray Calabrese. Welcome to my podcast, Journey from Grief to Healing. Grieving is difficult, I know. I lost my best friend and wife after a long marriage. In this series of podcasts, you'll discover what you are experiencing, physically and emotionally, is normal. Healing is possible. Remember, love always wins. Life will get better. Episode 46 I was excited after I met with M, and I decided I needed to journal right away. I was going to use this journal entry to write a letter to Babe, expressing to her my feelings. Later, I talked to M. M pushed some tough love on me, and at first, I didn't like it. I can be a slow learner, but I came around at the end. Here's how it went. First is the journal entry. My darling Babe. You are the closest human being I've met to what God must be like. You loved me unconditionally. You knew my good points and bad points and none of the bad ever mattered to you. You only saw me as good. You saw what I couldn't see in myself. You believed in me. You more than I knew what I was capable of doing and you wouldn't let me settle for less. All you saw in me was good. You taught me to love. You taught me about love. You were and are love. Each moment we spent together, you taught me another love lesson. Each time you touched me, you taught me about love. Each word you spoke to me was a message of love. Each time you looked at me, you filled me with love. How can I choose to do anything else but love? You are a gift. I buried your body. I did not bury you. Ciao, until. I finished my brief journal entry. I was smiling. My heart was at peace. The images of Babe lingered with me for the moment, and life was good. A week passed before M called and asked how things were going. I told her about my journal and how my heart spoke to Babe. M paused. She was silent for a moment. Then she said, A similar thing happened to me when Peter died four years ago. You'll never lose Barb, the more grateful you become for her and for all the love pouring into you, the deeper the memories. You will find a freedom enveloping you, Ray, and you will change. Life is remaking you, whether you like it or not. Don't fight it. Let it happen. What if I don't want to be remade, Em? Are you happy with the way things are? Em quickly responded. I rolled my eyes. She couldn't see me rolling my eyes. That's a good thing. I was happy. You're using past tense, Ray. Tell me what you experienced during the week when you began to be grateful for Barb instead of feeling sorry for yourself. Ouch, I uttered. I paused and set the iPhone on my desk and stared out the window. I silently hoped M disconnected. She didn't. I heard her say, well, what happened, Ray? Ray. I took a deep breath before I spoke. It was strange, Em, how being grateful touched me. How so? She said. I gradually became aware of numerous acts of kindness and generosity. I recognized expressions of love from all parts of the world through Twitter and kind words from strangers. I am beginning to see goodness surrounding me. Anything else? Any insights? She probed. I am beginning to see each of us as a child of God with goodness written in our DNA. I ask myself to find a way to make meaning come out of babes dying and death. Can you see what's happening, Ray? You're not stuck. A grateful heart heals, renews, and recreates. Remember what St. Teresa of Avila said? All things are passing. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Don't be afraid of suffering. It's unavoidable you can do nothing to make it go away. It has a life of its own. You did not purposely will this suffering for yourself. It happened. It happened as it will happen to everyone. It's part of the human condition. We can push aside all thoughts of it to some remote canyon in Texas, but it waits patiently, knowing its time will come. Instead of suffering being a curse, think of your unavoidable suffering as a wonderful gift to help you become a more loving and compassionate person. If you're willing, you will see the lessons it is teaching to you. Ciao. M disconnected and left me pondering her words. M told me not to fear unavoidable suffering. She suggested I make suffering a friend and learn to dance with it. But how do I dance with suffering? Why would I want to make a friend with a bully? M asked me to discover the gifts of my suffering. Gifts? Where are the gifts in the pain that I feel? Where are the gifts in the emptiness that swallows me? Where are the gifts in what I want to touch but can't? I called Em. Before I could say anything, she said, What's going on, Ray? Don't get me wrong, Em. I'm not criticizing you. Suffering sucks. I can find nothing, nada, not a single good thing to say about suffering. You're not looking hard enough, Ray. You're feeling sorry for yourself. She said it with a stern tone. Like a child, I responded out of my gut. I am not. Thankfully, M didn't respond, you are too. Neither one of us spoke for a moment. M's tone softened. I'm on your side, Ray. I don't want to argue with you. Will you trust me at least for a few minutes? I applied the brakes to my emotional slide. I apologize, M. I acted defensively. Of course I trust you. You're normal, Ray. Here's the question for you. Are you different today than you were a year ago when you thought babe was well? Yes, I've changed. I didn't suffer then, I suffer now. I suffer 24 seven. I heard the defensiveness creep into my voice. My jaw clenched, my heart was pounding. I didn't realize you are the only one in your community who lost someone they loved. I heard the sarcasm in her voice. I know I'm not the only one suffering, Am. I told you about my grieving groups. I told you how I no longer ignore it when I see it in my neighbors and friends. I could almost see her nodding her head. So you have gifts you don't want, is that it? M's words filled me with regret for the way I argued with her. You're right, M. Thanks for not accepting the RSVP to my pity party. Suffering gave me gifts too, Ray. It gives everyone gifts if we have the courage to recognize the gifts and the greater courage to put the gifts into action. Our gifts come at a great price, no one wants them. We pass by their window many times and never pay attention to them. Now it's your turn to enter its store and take hold of your gifts. I understood what Em was saying. It was a difficult truth to accept. She was pointing the way to a healthy choice and leaving the final decision up to me. Thank you, Em. I hear the shopkeeper inviting me in to accept my gifts. I know of no other way to look at the grieving experience, Ray. Consider journaling about the gifts suffering offers you. Ciao. M had a way of pushing me to the edge, laughing and waving goodbye. My intuition told me M was right. It's time for me to acknowledge suffering's gifts to me. And it's not going to be easy. I hope you enjoy this episode. And one of the things that is so clear to me in this grieving process and healing process It's a lot like riding a roller coaster. Some days you're riding slowly up to the top of the loop and it's all going great. And then it hits the top and takes a cascade down at 100 miles an hour and you're holding on for dear life. And then it turns and starts to go up again and everything's okay. That's the way it is. You just can't predict it. You never know. But you hang on for dear life. Hang on. Don't quit. Never give up. The sun's going to shine again. Guaranteed. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to get notifications of future episodes. You can also check out my blog, looking on the bright side at www.dancingalone530.com. It's all positive and uplifting. If you have any questions about my grieving experience, I want to share your grieving experience with me. Please email me at ray.breeze, B-R-E-S-E, at gmail.com. Have a great day. Stay strong and never quit. Never give up.